Jesus healed it. And it's so, if, if you look back in the last few weeks, uh, John came and he spoke on two masters. Andrew came and he, he spoke on we are slaves to God. Kev came and he spoke on uh, not our plans, but God's. And so it's almost like the Lord is preparing us as a church. And as Kevin said, it's, it's important to realize that God is, is, God is always in the process <clears throat> of setting us up. And we don't real, realize it always, and we don't always see it, and many times we kick against it, but our God, I mean, he's a, we say He's an awesome God, and He's a good God, but our God in all those things is always purposefully driving towards one thing, and that's to get us closer to Him, and to get us more like Him, and eventually it will be in the everlasting, but that's our Father. I mean, it's our Father who loved us first. I just wanted to glorify Him, so our Father who is in heaven Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. He's the one. He's the one who loved first. He's the one who saw us first. He's the one who gave his son. He's the one who worked in his son's heart to send his spirit. He's the one. We don't, we don't really realize how great he is. He's the alpha and he's the omega. He's the beginning and he's the end. He's the one that saw everything knew everything, knows everything, and will complete everything. That's who he is. That's our Father. Okay. So um, last week, while Kevin was preaching, um, I was, as I said, on my, I knew I was preaching today and um, released to bring a word. And as I was sitting there, I just felt the conviction that um, God reminded me of a word. Or where he woke me up a few months ago. I didn't bring it out last week. But I just heard the words. I healed it, and I, I, just, I was in bed, and I woke up. And as I lied there, I, I felt that the Lord was actually drawing my attention to two very spe- uh, specific things. And the one was when he said, when I heard, you know, sometimes you hear the Lord speaking, and when he speaks, there's a few things that just settle in your spirit. It just settles. You just know this is what he's saying. And as I heard the wo- words wake me up, I yielded. I felt he was saying to me, Lee, that's the way I lived. That's the way I lived. And I also felt in that moment, I was convicted that he was saying, that's the example I want you to follow. I live that way. And it's interesting as we go through, as the Spirit is leading us today to worship and sing and adore and the prophetic words are coming through, I do feel there's a correlation that whatever God has said this morning before this word coming out is directly connected to what he wants to say now. Again, he was setting us up. Everything he does, he sets us up to go somewhere with us. And um, if you take the word, word yielded in Greek, and I don't want to go there specifically, but I, you, we do need to look at it because I, it, it's, it brings us into the biblical context of what Jesus was saying to me through a rima, through a spoken word. If you go to that word in Greek, it means aiyami, aiyami. And it means there's a lot of words, but... These are the ones that stood out. It's to send forth, it's to forsake, it's to lay down, it's to leave, it's to let alone, to let go, and to almost to, to give way. It's that beautiful picture that I have when you come to a circle, for those of you who know your road signs, being um, law-abiding citizens. So when you come to a circle, what do you usually do? What's the rule of law? You yield to the, you yield to the right. Okay, for those of you who forgot. So you yield to the right. Who forgot? Yeah, if you come, if you come to a four-way street and you stop at the same time, what's the rule of law? 
you yield to the right. The one on the right gets the opportunity. And it's almost like Jesus was saying, um, I yielded, I let go, and I'm letting go, and I yielded to the will of my Father. Because that was the standard. And when, it, when, I, when, when he was speaking to me in this, in this, almost in this moment, I just felt the Lord say to me, this is the way I lived. Everything I did, everything I accomplished, everything that I will accomplish, everything that I did before I came, I yielded. And if you study the life of Jesus, if you even go into Scripture before he came to earth, if you study the Scripture, what will happen when he left earth, everything testifies and demonstrates that the Word of God himself, the Son of the Father, lived a yielded life. He was yielded in his call. That's who he was, and that is what he is. And I, I want to take you to those scriptures, and I'll try and navigate through it as quick as possible. But there's a key here. The river that's coming, the river that's going to flow, the river that wants to flow, the river that is ready, according to what Kevin has spoken now, that river will come if certain things happen in our lives. If it comes prematurely, if it comes and we're not ready, it's going to take us out. But if we come to a place where we are yielded, the river can flow. It will flow over us. It will flow through us. It will lift us up. It will flow around us. But if we are yielded, I've, it actually comes to my heart now. I remember if you speak to people that's been taken away with a flood, it's those who resist the flood that get hurt. It's those that go with the flood that most of the time their lives are saved. Most of the time. In the midst of debris, everything. If they just gave over to the flood, Unless a word of life said, you've got to fight now. If they gave over, they were okay. They'll tell you if you get stuck in a stream in the sea, what do you need to do? Do you need to fight the current or give over to the current? You need to give over to the current because the current will spit you out again. You've got to be yielded. Yielded. And um, I just felt this morning, uh, actually, this was such a test birthing and bringing this word, uh, because yesterday I prepped, and when I completed and I stopped, and I just wanted to double check, I actually saw I didn't save everything, and I lost it. I said to Kevin, I lost it, six o'clock, but I'll start again, and I wanted to start, the power went off, and it became dark, and I sat in the, in, in, the, in the car, in the garage, in the back seat, kicked everything to the front, and I started again, because I felt the Lord said, yes, your test, how are you going to deal with this? You're going to lean into it, what are you going to do? And I just said, God, I'll just go for it. And I took the opportunity to teach my children as well. Here's an opportunity to grow. You don't moan and control. I did actually. I said, God, is this necessary? And Leander said, it broke claw. I said, yes, I did. But I did step up very quickly. I bounced back very quickly. Thank God for that. All right. So what is the standard of Jesus' yielding? And I just need to say this because Jesus yielded. And I'll speak to you. I'll show you now how he yielded, to whom he yielded and when he yielded. Through the scriptures, because that's our foundation. And as Andrew said, it's the highest authority. But, but the standard that he followed was the following. Jesus himself confessed it over and over and over in the living word, where he said, I did nothing. I yielded in nothing unless I saw my father show me I needed to yield. I yielded in nothing unless I heard my father speak to me. I did everything he asked of me to do. That was the standard of the yielding of Christ. 
And that is the standard that he's calling you towards and he's calling me towards. And I'll tell you just now as well, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. But it is and it was constituted and planned by God that that's the way it should be. We needed to do everything we see and hear the Father does. And um, I don't have all the time to read scripture, but in John 5 verse 19, Jesus said this, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord. What a... What a Affirmation. I can do nothing of my own accord. What I do is I do what I see or what I hear my father tells me to do. In John 5.30, I can do nothing of my own. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is, is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 8.28, you won't have this. I'll give you scriptures just now. This is just to prep you up that Jesus had a standard, and his standard was this. Whatever my father says, I yield. Whatever my father does, I yield. Whatever my father shows, I yield. Now, I need to give you the standard because he yielded to people. And Jesus yielded to circumstances. But he yielded to those circumstances, those events, those moments, and those peoples based on what he heard his father said. So it wasn't just he and his father. It was his father through people. It was his father through events. So we will disqualify ourselves if we say, it's just me and the Lord. We will disqualify ourselves if we say, it's just me and my friends or my leaders. It's got to be the, com- com- the, the combination, the tension of our fathers in heaven and those whom he has chosen to lead us through. Because in that, you'll see that Jesus broke that example open. He did it perfectly. He became the firstborn among many sons. He became the seed that died and said, look, look how I live. Look how I've lived. Now you can live that way as well. I'm the firstborn. Okay. And just to give you another scripture, um, in John 8, 28, Jesus said um, to them, when you have lifted up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of my own authority, but speak just as my father taught me. I mean, this would be, this is why I had to begin with, Oh, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. You, you. Okay. Um, I just, I feel I also need to bring this tension uh, just for the sake of balance for when we start operating in a greater measure of this later. Um, What does yielded not mean? So I'm just going to read it. It does not mean we may not ask questions. We may not disagree. We may not wrestle or sometimes feel reluctant to act in line with what is asked by God. It doesn't mean that. As long as we eventually come around and yield to what was asked by our Father. Okay, it doesn't mean. You can. Many times I've asked God, Father, is, is it possible? Can I just skip this process? Or Father, is it really necessary? Or Father, why are you taking so long? Father, why did you do it? When I lost my parents 15 years ago, uh, unnaturally, my question was immediately, Father, why? Why did you allow it? And he spoke to me. There was nothing wrong to ask him those questions. As long as you eventually yield to what your father is asking of you. And he said to me, life was given to be lived. You need to pick up your life and live. And I said, yes, I will. And I did, and I'm still doing it. Okay, so I want to encourage you. Take the standard of Christ. 
He did everything his father led him to do. But then, remember, it's not just you and Christ. He puts people around, and I'll show you now. So, and if you want a biblical example of that, it's, it's the example of the two sons in Matthew 21, verse 28 to 31. It's a beautiful example where the father has two sons. And, and, and uh, the, he says, will you go work in the field? And the one son says, yes, I will. But he didn't. And the other one said, I won't. But he did. And he said, who did the will of the father? So the one son that says, I've got one son like that. I've got, two, I've got twin boys. You'll see the one will always come worship with me in front. That's the one that always says, yes, I will. Yes, I will. I have one son that says, I won't. He will sit there. But eventually, eventually. I don't push him anymore. He doesn't operate on demand. He's like me when I grew up. I understand him. Give him space. He will run for God one day. But give him his space. He will come. He will come under the rule. You'll see he'll come sit here in front. So who did the will of the Father? The one that says, Exalt my say, Who resists, but eventually, eventually, he comes around, he does the will of his Father. Okay? So don't feel, yeah, you don't have the liberty to wrestle with the Lord. Jacob wrestled. We may. We may. God gave us that inherent in us. But come to a place where you yield, where you give way to the Father. And that's what Jesus did. He just said, Father, this is what I feel, but I'll give way. You can go before me. Your will can go before me. Your thoughts and your decision can go before me. And this is what he's saying. If you want the river to come, you've got to come to a place in everything, in the worship. If the worship should stop, the far, and the Father says, I want to go before you, stop. The river will come be, behind him. It's in everything. It's in our planning. It's in where we go. It's in where we don't go. It's who we spend time with. It's what is the Father saying. And of course, what's he saying to those he's put around us? So if you can maybe put, put up the first scripture for me um, in Luke uh, 2, verse 49 to 51. And how or towards who and what did Jesus heal? Just look at this example quickly. I'll try and run through this before I read that. Jesus, and this is quite important, Jesus yielded to his parents. So, I should have actually had the youth here today. But Jesus yielded to his parents as a young boy through the acceptance to lay down his ministry and calling. Jesus was young. He already became, he began to pick up that there was something on his life. And he, 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 he was drawn to the house of his father. And there was this time, he, he was about 12 years old. They were going up to, his, to the feast with his, with his parents. They were going up to Jerusalem. They were at the feast. And when they left to go back to Bethlehem, three days later, there's not good parenthood from Mary and Joseph. But, uh, they realized Jesus is not there. So they turn back. They go to, back to Jerusalem. They find him in the temple. And they say, why did you do this to us? And the scripture says, Jesus said, but I'm busy with the work of my father. He's calling. He already began to pick up this something on his life. And listen to what the Bible says. And he said to them, where were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand saying, um, the saying that uh, he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. In that moment, knowing that he wanted and what he was called for, even Jesus, who knew that there was something on his life, was willing to yield to his parents. 
And many of us sit with ministries here. And we sit with capacities and gifts and abilities. And what the Father is saying, I know you've got it. It's on you. I treasure it in my heart. But I want you to yield. I want you to yield and lay down what you feel you can do. The time will come. It's maybe not the time. And he's encouraging us to get to that place where we live a yielded life. A yielded life. When I came into 412, when I came into Joshua, and the very first things they asked of me was, it's great to have you. Please lay down everything. Please give away everything. Yeah, but I've got this. I studied for that. I can give you that. I can bring these courses. I did this for 20 years. I did that for 15. It's great. Fantastic. As Russell asked me, will you please sit at the bottom of the table? Lay down. I said, I will. Was it easy? No. Did I feel I was dying? Yes. Did I feel frustrated? Yes. Did I feel like I was overseen? Yes. But the Lord knows best. He's a loving father. Okay. Yield it. If you ever feel that thing uh, rising up, Jesus was submissive. He didn't mean he didn't speak to them. He didn't mean he couldn't ask question challenges. But he came to a place where he said, okay, I know what I see. Maybe you can't see and understand it, but I will go with you. Because you are now the authority over me. Okay? And I hope this will help someone. I hope this will pull someone through. Because there's some of you that will go beyond us. But you will not go unless you yield. Unless you become the yielded one. Okay? You will not become the exalted one. And God wants to take you somewhere. So there's so many examples. Jesus, the next scripture, yielded to the Spirit. Well, sorry, um, the second one. Jesus yielded to his Father through the acceptance of his water baptism. I felt I needed to use this one before his public acknowledgement as the Son of God. In Matthew 3, verse 13 to 15, and I'm going to read from here. Then Jesus came to Galilee, to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so, for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he conceded. Even in being baptized, Jesus yielded, not to John. He yielded to his father, because he said, it is righteousness. It is the right thing to do. It's me in alignment with him that you baptize me. He yielded. He gave way to the will of the Father. What an example. And Jesus saying, I yieldedly was saying, this is how I lived. This is how I want you to live. I want you to live a yielded life. Okay. Third one. I'm going to go quicker. Jesus yielded to the Spirit through the acceptance to be led into the wilderness. We heard it. When I sat in, at the, conf- or the gathering of the elders and everyone and the leaders that were the last two days together, I was sitting there and thinking, thank you, Lord. You're so confirming what you're speaking to the church. But he yielded to the Spirit, to be led into the Spirit, to be tempted. In Matthew 4, 1, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. It was literally, literally to a place where he yielded. Knowing he was going in to be tempted, he gave over and said, The Spirit of the Lord, I will allow you, I will give way for you to take me into this difficult time. How many of us know that God's been asking of us certain things, knowing it's going to be tough, knowing it's going to be overwhelming, knowing it's going to be difficult, 
Because the Spirit is wanting to yield you and take you in. And you've been fighting it. And He's saying, all I want you to do is yield. 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 Yield so that I can allow the tempter to sift and tempt you. And test you. So that you can see what's inside of you. Okay. Jesus. Our perfect pattern. Everything. Everything that He demonstrated came out of a yielded life. And it's so beautiful of him. He'll never ask us something that he knows he will not grace us to do. And he'll never ask us something that he has not already gone before. Okay? There's nothing that you will go through that Christ will not understand. There's nothing that you will give away that Christ will not know. There's nothing that you feel you will lose that he has not lost. Nothing. Nothing. Everything he asks of you is something he has already carried. So he's not unreasonable in that sense. Four, there's six I want to mention. Jesus yielded to his father through the acceptance of his father's will in the garden of Gethsemane while being in an overwhelming and distressing situation. This is for me one of the most beautiful examples. This is why that picture um, is, is for me always it's something that stays. Who's been in dire straits, overwhelming times recently. Let me see. <laughs> okay? I just want to say to you, Jesus was through it, and he did it in a very specific way. I want to read to you. It says here in Matthew 26, 38 to 39, it says, Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here. He's speaking to John, Peter, and James. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he as he fell on his face, he prayed, saying, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed. Uh, I'm skipping a few scriptures. He went away and he prayed after finding the disciples sleeping. And he said, Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, I yield. I yield. I cannot tell you how many times before the Lord took me into something which he said will be. There came a moment where he gave me the liberty to pass the cup. I'm not doing what he's asking. But those times I said, Mark is sinning. Where I said, okay, let's do it. I'll yield. I saw the hand of my father. I saw the hand and the strength of the Spirit. And Jesus lived that. And He's calling you. He's saying to you, there are things, there are plans. and this, 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 I've got a path for you. But you need to yield. You need to say, Father, your will be done. Have the way to write. Your will. Your will. And if you do that, you'll see. He'll do everything in his power to get you through. I mean, if Jesus asked it twice, the Son of God, the Lamb, the Word being sent by the Father, he himself says twice, Is this not possible? Then it must be, have been seriously overwhelming for him. And then he ends and he said, I healed I concede. And he breaks open a narrow way that leads to life. 
But number five, Jesus yielded to his persecutors, in a sense, to his suffering and his crucifixion, through the acceptance of his arrest, while knowing what was going to happen to him. He yielded. When they came to him in the garden, in um, Matthew 25, and I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, verse 52, 53, they came and they took a hold of him. And Peter, apparently it's Peter, one of the disciples, he um, his, drew his sword and he chopped off one of the, the disciples of the, of the high priest. And Jesus stopped and he said, no, 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 that's not how things must go. That's not the will of my father. The will of my father is that I must give myself over to them. I must yield. Because now my time has come. So arrest me. I give you the permission. I yield. Arrest me. Why? Because it's the will of my father now. It's time. Previously he said, you cannot kill me. It's nearly taken. It's nearly both my father. Now he says, you can have me. Knowing that now you will suffer. Knowing that now he will be crucified. He will be torn apart. He will be bruised and broken for our iniquities and our sin and our rebelliousness. His blood will flow so that we can be forgiven once and for always. And every time when we stumble and fall and say, Father, I've done it again. Please forgive me. And he says, I take your heart. I forgive you. He knew it. He knew it. But he yielded to his arrest. And I mean, if I want to bring attention, because you don't always need to yield. If you look at David, there was a time where David did not yield. Because it wasn't this time. When Saul wanted to kill him, David didn't say, okay, arrest me. He said, I'm going to flee. And he did. And he hid. Until the time came. Because it wasn't his time. Saul would have killed him. He would have killed him. And God warned him through Jonathan. Saul's son. Okay. That's just to bring that thing. So sometimes, he doesn't always need to say, okay, you've got to hear the voice of your father. Got to hear the voice of the Spirit saying, it's not a rest time. And I mean, please don't skip the red robots and do what you're wanting. It's not what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm saying you be a law-abiding citizen. But it's not a time to be glorious and and um, If God tells you to run, you run. Then you can say, well, I come against you in the name of Jesus. It might just be too late. If God says run, there's a reason why I say it. All right. And then six, Jesus yielded to his death. This is so beautiful. Through the acceptance of his death, by giving up his spirit on the cross. In John 19, it says this, verse 28 to 30, after this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and yielded his spirit. Just listen to this. They didn't take it from him. Jesus came to a place where he said, it, it's finished. Everything you've asked me, Father, the standard. Everything you asked of me, I did. I'm thirsty. He took that and he yielded up. His spirit, he gave over to death. What a beautiful example. Isn't this the way we want to die? 
Isn't this the way we want to go? Where we go in God's way in Him. Yielded. I can give you a testimony, and I didn't plan this. My parents didn't die this way because they didn't yield. You say, how can you say this of your parents? I can say it because I've walked with them. I can say it because I've lived with them. I can say it because I was the voice of the Lord for them for many years. I can say it because in this I'm actually, actually honoring them because they would want people to hear that this is not the way to live and go. Are they gods in his house? Yes, they are. Because he said to me, this is my mercy in intervention. I will take them this way rather than take them in the short term, but rather have them on the long run. And in 2005, both my parents were murdered in our house where we grew up. And for two years prior to that, I would constantly, as a son visiting into their house, I would encourage them not to live a certain way which they did not portray for us with what we grew up in. But that the word says the prophet's not honored in his own home. You know, it's difficult sometimes for fathers and mothers to hear what the Lord wants to say to children. Not always. Hopefully we will be not forgetful hearers one day when our children speak. And I remember when they died, when they were killed, and I asked the Lord what happened, why did it happen? And he said to me, Lee, um, if I did not allow this, it would have been worse. And I knew immediately it was God's mercy that kicked into action. And I felt he said to me, I would rather lose them now and have them forever with me than keep them here and I'll lose them forever. And I don't want to go into the detail of what happened and why they were shot and all those things. It's, it was a meeting gone wrong. But I can tell you one thing. The Lord wasn't short in the reaching out of his hand and arm to save them, not to go that path. He's with them forever. But I felt they had a few years left. They could have died like Jesus. <sighs> this full brain. Why? How? By doing the will of their father. By yielding to the will of their father. But just yielding to the will of their father. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. I want to land this. Um, I don't think I need to stir and motivate it further. I just want to mention to you this. If you sit here, but you say, but how do I yield? I mean, it's not easy. I'm quite strong in certain areas. Or, you know, can I really do it? Well, I first and foremost want to say this to you. It's going to be impossible for you to yield if you're not born again. If you don't become regenerated in your spirit, you'll never see and never understand why God is asking certain things of you. The Bible says it. Um, you can put up the scripture. It says in John 3, 3 to 7, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. You cannot understand the will of the Father. He's coming to you and he's saying, lay down that. You'll never understand why he asks it of you. You cannot see it. Why not? Because your spirit is not regenerated. So unless you say, come live in me, it's going to be difficult for you to see what he sees and know what he knows. You will not be able to lay yourself down unless you're born again. It's one of, one of the spin-outs and the spin-offs of being born again. So you are beginning to see the kingdom. You're beginning to see the will of the Father that wants to come in and through you. Okay? So you need 
to give your life to Jesus in order for you to live the yielded life that Jesus lived. Okay, if you find it's difficult and you're just struggling with that concept, it might be that you might be, that you maybe are not truly born again. Some of the guys know me here, not that much, but who I am today is not the man I used to be. But when I became born again, a lot of things switched on. I saw things and knew things in line with my destiny that nobody taught me. But it was because my spirit came alive. I let go of sin and certain things that had the better of me. But I just let it go as I walked out of that building. Why? Because my spirit came alive and my soul and my body and my mind started yielding. Right. She needs to be born again. And I mean, there's many scriptures. I don't have the time to get into that. But Jesus was clear what he said. And it's not just to understand the kingdom. It's also to begin to walk in it. You will not experience the kingdom, meaning you will, not, you, will, you will not enter it. To enter is to experience. It's going to be difficult to bend and flow with God if you're not alive inside. So you've got to actually ask yourself, Lord, am I truly, truly born again? Secondly, what you need to do, and I say need to do, because I wanted to sugarcoat it and say, but we could do it. And I just felt, no, no, we should do it. If you want to be yielded, we should be willing to live the life which the baptism represents and testifies. Just in short, it's not about the baptism. That's about obedience. But it testifies and a very significant thing. It testifies this. I'm dead. He's living in and through me. Unless we get to that point where we really demonstrate what we've done by faith, we will not live a yielded life. Baptism means I go under, and as I come out, he is now the one that leads this temple. And unless we get to that place where we say, I am seriously living this out, we will not live a human life. Because we will every time decide which way we need to go and how it needs to be. And you can find it in Romans 6, verse 1 to 4, where it says, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ, Jesus was baptized into death. So we're dead. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that Jesus, as Christ, was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in renewedness of life. If you say, I want to yield, if you've been baptized, start taking up that commitment again and say, I'm dead. If God asked me, the Father asked me to go there, I'm going. If he asked me to lay down this, I'll lay down. Demonstrate and testify what the baptism stands for. It's a life that says, "This nie meer ek wat leef nie. Dis Christus wat nou in en dier my leef. Okay. And there's two more. Three. Because this is significant. We should be spirit-filled and live spirit-led. The lead of God's spirit and his grace will always lead us and grace us towards being healed. Listen to me. Trust me, I'm quite stubborn by nature. God made me that way. But a yielded, <laughs> but a yielded spirit under the Lord is used for the purposes of God. People who get to, <laughs> now get to know me now tell me, but you're so meek and you're so gentle. And I say to them, you don't really know my soul, my flesh. 
just encountering God, who just took a hold of my spirit. But in here is somebody that can go upstream. But I don't, because he took a hold of me. There's many times that I feel just, I, I can fight this thing now. Actually, a fight. Actually, it's Chasi fight. Actually, a power fight. But the Lord said to me, your path will always be the path of meekness. Stay in me. Stay with me. Okay, I want to encourage you. We need to be spirit-filled and spirit-led in order to live a yielded life. Um, I just want to say this. We are not born yielded. We are born into yieldedness. It's very important to realize this. So if you feel you have this tendency, it's okay. It's part of who God has maybe created and part of the flesh. Some of us need to be blessed by God to be stubborn for godly purposes. But it's got to come to a place where we yield it under the Spirit. Okay. All right. I'll explain that maybe some. And then lastly, I, I feel to land with this. And maybe the, the music team can come forward. We should be willing to deny ourselves and take up our cross to follow Jesus. Unless we are willing to deny ourselves and take up our cross, we will never live the life yielded as Jesus did. In Matthew 16, it says this, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, if anyone wants to live yielded, let him deny himself. And take up his cross and follow me. That means, take up your cross, actually, you've you got to be crucified. It's, it's, you're dead. You're dead toward what you want to do. And it's not easy. Please, don't try and be valiant. That's hypocritical. That's religious. Don't just let go of that saying, but I want to do it because I know this is what the people want to see. No, no. Be honest and be truthful and be in spirit. It's difficult. It's tough. Can it pass me by? But say, not my will be done. Your will be done. And he will come and he will grace you and he will help you to yield so that he can live in and through you. Unless you deny yourself, unless you deny your ministry, unless you deny what you've planned, unless you deny what you see upon your life, and take up your cross and obey and yield to the Lord, you'll never, never, never live a yielded life. And that's the life that Christ lived. Christ yielded. Christ yielded. He said, Father, your will be done. Okay. So I want you to stand with me, please. As we end. I've got two questions. Very important one, number one. Remember, it's going to be impossible. Maybe you're here, and the Spirit is tucking at your heart. He's knocking on the door, and, he's, and you've not given your heart to God. You're not reborn of Spirit. You might even wonder, was I really born again? That's possible. I preached three years ago on rebirth, true rebirth. There was a friend of mine sitting at the back, 50 years old, grew up in the church, lived a beautiful life, a goeie Afrikaner man. And as he sat there, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he said, you're not my son. You need to go. Only guy that stepped out, bowed before the Lord, truly gave his heart. And what happened in those weeks after that was phenomenal. The things he heard from God, the things he wrote, he would send it to me. Why? Because his spirit came alive. Don't stand here or sit here and think. Think you're reborn. No. 
that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay. So if you stand and you say, I feel it. He's calling me. I've not done it or I have and I'm wondering. Please come out. Please step back. Come stand in front. We're going to pray now a prayer of agreement so that you can live a yielded life after this. Please yield to the knocking of the Spirit in your heart now. Please come stand on your right, my left. And then secondly, your right, my left. If you're not born again, not giving your life to Jesus. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. And then secondly, maybe you have given your life to Jesus. You're reborn of spirit. You've backslidden in your yieldedness. You've again taken up the reins. Saying, Lord, I'll go this way. In that I'll go that way. But you know, the Lord's saying no. You've got to yield. You've got to take up your cross. You've got to die in this thing. You've got to take those shots. Farai suffering. Farai suffering. Far it. And see what God will bring out of you. I want you to come to your left. I want to pray with you. There's something of God here to help you. You say, why step out? Why is it necessary? Because Peter needed to step out when he heard the voice. And God is saying, come. He's not saying stay there. He's saying come forward. I've got it here on my notes. Step out. Step out. He's not saying stand there. And I need to say it this way. Because the will of the Father is this this morning. I don't want you to stay in your seat. I need you this morning to step out of your comfort zone. And I'm not going to compromise on that. Because unless we obey Him and yield, we will not see Him. So if you have backslidden to your left, if you've never given your life to the right. All right. Sorry if I come over strong. But I have to now demonstrate what I've just preached. Otherwise, I'm hypocritical. All right. All right. One more. One more chance. And then I'm going to pray. 